Welcome to the Trophies and Medals podcast where we discuss sports, fashion, music, and entertainment. Where trophies are temporary and medals are forever. What side are you on? Next up, uh, we wanted to get into our first Eptide Classic review. Um, this time it's actually a movie that's, uh, to me, I think it's a hood classic, urban classic. Uh, the legendary Paid in Full came out 2002, uh, starred Wood Harris, Cameron, Makai Pfeiffer, uh, Regina Hall, Elise Neal. So it was a lot of uh, early on black power uh, actors during this time. Uh, it was based on the, loosely based on, we can get to that yeah, later loosely. too, loosely yeah. based on uh, AZ, Rich Porter, and Alpo um, in Harlem. So first thing first, what did y'all think the first time, can y'all remember the first time y'all watched this movie and what, what came to mind? New Orleans. Yeah. I said, yeah, New Orleans, I mean, I said, I've been showing, like, every ghetto is the same, but it was still, like, a classic, and then it kind of helped me understand some of the rap lyrics that I listened to over the years. Mm -hmm. Being a, a true East Coast rapper, it kind of even now put faces to a certain extent to some mm -hmm. of the rhymes guys would spit about these guys. So it kind of gave me more of an insight to that, but then me, I looked at it with an instant classic. I I think like Floyd said, it did. And kind of y'all both touched on that. It, it, it reminds you of New Orleans, the whole, I guess you could say, for example, when they were saying, you know, everything, keeping everything in Harlem and should we go to DC, which ain't that far away, but it's yeah. kind of like New Orleans cats with wards, you know, you stick to your ward, that's all you know. You know what I'm saying? Right. For us, we in the East, that's all we know. So yeah, so we not gonna go dipping into we don't go dip into like we don't wanna go dumping in a lower nine or we don't wanna uh, go uptown. Uptown. You oh, know, really? that's yeah, it's still the the areas are still and it's crazy because of the fact that with New York that them boroughs are still so major big. Yeah, it's crazy, but they still ain't want to go tapping into other cats' neighborhoods because they know the streets better. They know the backs, they know, they know the, the alleyways better. They know shortcuts better than you would. You don't want to go messing around in areas you're not familiar with and it's your city, so you kind of want to respect the people in your city, but you can go to another city and say, mm -hmm. fuck it, that's take over. Yeah. Yeah. So, but the other thing was, I was mad at myself I didn't see this in theater. It took me, like, after it came out, maybe, like, a year or two, I'm pretty sure I bootlegged it. I uh, saw it right, at, right when it came on video. So I was a little mad that I didn't, but it wasn't in theaters very long, neither, though. That's not a catch. No, but I remember the, the advertisement for it and all that, and I kind of just like didn't really understand the whole story. But then I, I think just one day I just happened to just like let me download this and, and check it out, and fell in love instantly. It was just so yeah. many gems in there that was uh, yeah. was going on. 
I know at the time for me it was that was when I was in the midst of having my two kids and now working two jobs and and hating their mama. So I wasn't focused enough to make to find the time to go see this movie. But mm -hmm. when I had some free time on video, I made it happen ASAP. It is it is an entrepreneur's gym. Like if you kind of look at it, mm -hmm. like, very much so. Yeah, I would say like you know, I think from that for me for that movie, I just was like the streets ain't too much the corporate world. It just us. And how yeah. we, how we different, it. different lingo, different terms, uh, stuff like that is, uh, like I said, it's a lot in that movie that you can just unpack and apply to real life skills. Um, as far as people you run into in life, situations, all of that. So, next thing, kind of was saying on a break. I know myself, I relate more to Ace as far as always looking at trying to help out and put, you know, everybody get a piece and this and that and the other. But at the same time, having limited trust and, and time for foolishness. But my favorite character is then Rico. Rico was fucking entertaining this bitch. <laughs> yes, he was. He definitely was. You know, so that's true. I like you said, I know I was definitely more ace too, but then I connect, I still connect a lot with Doggone Money Making Mitch though too at the same time. Like I yeah. I felt him a lot. I I love the passion. Like I'm I'm flash I like to be flashy like him, but I want to be more low key with it though. Mm -hmm. Like Ace. So I did rock with them too. Them was just bad. They just had more of that I clicked the most with them too. Yeah money Mitch showed passion and everything. He showed passion with the money, with the hustle and with his family. Right, kind of interesting because he reminded me more of Dame Dash than anybody, even though he was in the movie. Dame Dash now is Mitch back then. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, and you could tell Dame took a lot. I think Dame probably did try to take a lot of stuff from Mitch that way, you know. But he brought, he, but he kept it two streets when he got into the industry, and we needed to tone, tone back some and relax and move more like Ace. Yeah. But just couldn't, he just didn't know how to turn it off. But that's funny you said that because I did some research on it and they said, um, Alpo said that the way that Dame Dash portrayed uh, the Rico character was, uh, you know, wasn't accurate. And it was probably only because he was trying to push Cam since he had just signed a dip set in uh, The Rock. So okay. there was some backlash Alpo was giving on that. Uh, Nobody like Calvin? Character. Nigga, everybody should hate Calvin. <laughs> yeah, you gotta hate Calvin. Like, that was just, he just, that just was walking stupidity at his highest level. You know what I'm saying? You just, you mad disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? You already, all right, so look, look, look at it this way. You already smashing my sister, right? So you're gonna exactly. brag about it and talk about it in my face. You putting money on my right. mama, you know, I'm coming home, putting money in the tip jar, and then you gonna pull out $300 and put it on the table for the groceries. And then you got yeah. the nerve to fucking leave and go to dinner with my sister. Nigga, fuck, nigga. Yeah, that nigga, dude. He, he, has, he has so many red flags oh. already set for him to like, yeah, your days is numbered, my nigga. We know your days is super numbered. Oh, nigga, fucking, yeah. Nigga, fuck Calvin. Kermit the Frog looking ass, nigga. Yeah. Other favorite one is Ice. 
ice. All right. So this is this is this is a good point. This is what I was talking about. Money mix with passion for family. Um, with him, every every black family got that one uncle cousin that struggle or whatever, but you always try to look out for. Right, right. Get off the strength of the, the your parents. Your right. parents know that's that's love, so you try to show the same love because of the fact your mama love them. If your mama love them, you're trying to love them too off the strength of your mama. Right. But at the same time, you know this nigga ain't shit. Ain't exactly. See, and that's where that decipher with me, Ace, I wouldn't I don't give a damn family or not. I ain't fucking with you. I keep so, my distance. And he seen it from the beginning. You know what I'm saying? The looks he was giving him when he would walk by and see him sleeping on the couch or whatever. Yeah. So I don't know, man. That whole that typical whole black dynamic. Yeah. Typical so, hood was, mentality of somebody, you know, family members always want to show love for family, but you gotta kinda keep that type of energy out your house so that it don't come back to get you, which mm-hmm. how this situation played itself out. So he was a, uh, I think he was definitely a, a, a needed character to kind of help everybody relate to the situation. You know, regardless, you know, everybody ain't been drug dealers and this and that and the other, but everybody has somebody in the family that you knew. Now that wasn't good, but you have to, you have to, you know, show them some type of love due to the family dynamic. Right. So that was a good, you know, good writing on that. Um, more on that as far as I don't say I forgot this part, but at least Neil character, the auntie that was the money house, I guess you can say. Yeah. I didn't realize that was like the auntie. Yeah. So kind of like, you know, because she, you know, she looked young. Especially. Well, yeah, but you know, y'all got young aunts and everything like that too and stuff like that. But you remember how she kept saying, what's the Because yeah, remember you said, your mom all right, honey? Yeah. And also, you know, she, she, she was coming at him on that auntie type of vibe. So I figured she was the auntie. I didn't know she was out of the auntie or mom's cousin, best friend. She brought, yeah. Her, yeah, she brought her mom ASAP. So I knew she was more closer to the moms than him, but he was just looking for, you know, a good spot to, he knew that she was down. He knew she had somewhere where she was about making some money. She felt like she was cool enough to talk to, to right. reach out to. So, I don't know. So that was a, uh... That was interesting uh, with that. I didn't even think about that. So, like, just that comfort level, like you said, because she, like, the young auntie. So, yeah. That made sense. Um, the other part, um, that whole dynamic of uh, Regina Hall's character, you know, you're dating your best friend's sister, uh, that could be touchy. But, yeah. But that's a realistic. Cool. That's a realistic topic, though. Yeah, you know what but, I'm saying? but Mitch was cool. But Mitch was cool with it because when he came over, he said, "Hey, hey nigga." <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he was cool. Like he knew he good people. So he's like, "Yeah," because of the fact we know how Mitch is. Though he know he's totally opposite of him. So you know he wanted his sister around a good guy that's gonna you know handle his business and do stuff. Mm-hmm. That's why he was so shocked when you remember when Ace came up when he was getting ready to go in the club and he pulled out. The eight ball. He looked at him like, nigga. <laughs> exactly. Like, where you get this from? He said, do you? And he laughed and said, man, you never amazed me, man. You don't never say nothing. 
You don't do nothing, but hey, then you bam. pop up with an eight ball. <laughs> yeah, like what the fuck you come with this? So he's like, yeah, man, you you something else, man. But you know, but he still had number love for him. Mm-hmm. Tuck in that little butt. Might want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. So yeah, it's a lot of a whole lot of dynamics that that everybody should be able to uh, relate to. And then um, one of my favorite cameos, fucking uh, Noriega. Nor Nori stuff, yes, dude. Nori shit was classic, boy. And they Typical came in Nori fashion. And they just came in and be himself. You didn't see me, you didn't hear me. Don't. <laughs> like yeah, he said, yeah, he said, wait, did you just not get out? He said, hey, you hey, I don't know nothing you talking about. <laughs> don't even bring me up right now. Mm-hmm. But still though, the great one of the greatest moments in movie history where Kyle probably should have won an Oscar for. When a little man got kidnapped. Yeah, man. That's Oscar Birdie. That nigga, that speech with our research and figure out that he he he's supposedly wrote that that whole little thing. I think everybody I wanted to see what the reaction would have been in the movie theater during that scene. Like I think everybody should have, you know, should have felt that one. Oh hell yeah. No, he said dude. Anybody that looks at me. That has looked at me wrong. I'm on some real murder shit, eh? I'm really on some real murder shit. Anybody owe me money? Anybody that's ever talked bad about me? Is dead. Yeah. He said, man, I'm numb right now, man. They got my little man. They got my little man. Dude, like, you just felt that and they're like, dude, he, that he was about to say, yo, everybody gone. Let me ask you, because I didn't even look this far into it, and and I think some other people probably feel the same way. Is it ever clear if that's his son or is that his little brother? I don't think it's clear. It's never been clear. It never was clear, but I said it was his little brother. Yeah, I see it as his little brother. I mean, I can see it being his son. I can see it too, but I thought it was always, I looked at it, because I don't think they were that far apart in age for it to be his son. Like, you know, I mean, that's why I said it was definitely little brother. Well, you I know, said, so. just kept saying little man, little Cause, man, cause little he, man. Because he still was living, because he, he even was still living in the house with moms. Yeah. That's why, you know, he, that's how I looked at him being so much younger to the point he never thought about going to get his own spot. You know, he's stacking his money, but that's why I'm like, I think he's still like, you know, they was in their early teens still. And that's why, and little man looking like he's like 11. Mm-hmm. So that's why I looked at it as it being his little brother. And that's why, like, he was just that close to him because he wanted him to be, you know, totally different than him and right. stuff. Remember when he had that scene when he said he wanted to be a drug dealer? He's like, nah, nah, you're going to school, all right? Nah, mm-hmm. he was always on him about just doing the school thing. He wanted it to be totally opposite of him. So that's why I always knew it was his little brother. But, it, at the, but like you said, the first couple of times, it made you wonder, though. I could see that, though. If... If you thought that, if that was his kid, but I'm like, nah, they probably too close in age. That's all I came to. Because <clears throat> they all was living under the same roof like that. True. True. Because if it was his son, he, you know, he, I don't see him wanting to take it away from his mama. You know, Mitch would take yeah. the kid from the moms anyway. Like, he would probably have been mad, loyal, and close to her. True. I doubt it. Back, at, back in that time or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Moms, you know, Think about it, you know, during that era or whatever, people were having kids, you know, at like, what, 15, 16? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you kind of have to wonder, like, hey, look, you know, your mom's went up bail. You know what I'm saying? You know, he, he, his mom raising the kid. You know what I'm saying? You know, you, you got that case scenario too where. Yeah, that's why I said it's still a possibility. Yeah, but it was the same, like, it's still too close in age, me, because of the fact, little man was obviously like 11. That's why I say, because he's 11. Yeah. Ain't no way mentioning that was like 20, they weren't over no 25 years old. Yeah. So that's only reason I said that, because if, if he was, you know, 25 or something, okay, we could see him having a kid at, you know, 14, 15, but none of them was over 25 at that time. Yeah. So that's why I said it was definitely little brother. Quick Let's update, go. LeBron taking over. Okay. Then he came back on the Clippers. Um, but yeah, so like like I said, that relationship, you know, anybody, big brother, little brother, kind of like with Kanye's song, the big brother song, like that, that was like that relationship that they had. You know what I'm saying? Just two completely different personalities, but all love and the same. So, so like I said, there's just so many layers to this movie. The other layer is the ignorance. Goddamn Cameron. Oh, yeah. So, Cameron. everybody got that person in the clip. It's actually a plum fool at all time. And that's what that nigga did throughout the whole movie. I don't even think he was acting. It was just, just oh, no. Cam being fucking Cameron nah, Giles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Being Cameron Giles. Exactly. He was not acting at all. There was no acting involved in that by no shape or form. Nigga said, put him a dang on that big ass head. <laughs> I was like, nigga. <laughs> Man, it's one of the, but still, once again, one of another greatest lines of all time. People get shot every day, B. Get shot every day, B. Get you some soup, get you some rest. What? And he put that blanket on his neck. <laughs> yeah, it tucked him in and everything. Like, it'd be all right, man. And he was, man, you know, Ace was trying to tell me, man, I'm different, man. The body different. I'm breathing I'm different. Different. And man, gives him that spill, man. Breaking that the nigga heard nothing. <laughs> they heard none of that shit, nigga. Went straight to the hey, man. People get shot every day. You be all right. We got you. Nah, but one of my favorite lines I will say, though, whether it's acting or not, when that nigga said, when he was in the club, I think when they had the issue with Calvin, and niggas was like, what the purpose of having soldiers if you can't use them? <laughs> yeah. Nigga, I felt that when I was like, shit. As crazy as he is, it's like, that nigga say he trying to play his role. Yeah, let me get it. Just let me take him this out, This is what please. I do. Yes, let me. Please, I want him gone. Let, this, Sick of this, this shit. Let, yeah, this exactly. criminal frog ass nigga. <laughs> yeah, it's like, let me just go on and play him out his misery, please. Mm-hmm. So. Even though it's wrong, man, he gonna shoot him, shoot up. Shoot up your boy Calvin right there with Angie Martinez in the car. Say, oh no, nah, no, nah, don't hit! I was gonna make sure Angie didn't get shot, man. I was all nervous. <laughs> I said, man, don't shoot up my Angie Martinez. Don't shoot up Angie. Mm-hmm. So, so but yeah, he he definitely uh he played that role. Like, who else could you see playing that role? Like around that time, like that's the other part about it. Like. I think they did a great job as far as casting. The casting as, was on the money. You know, Woods with, with uh, Ace, you know, Money Mitch with Makai. Like I said, that Cam, like I literally can't see anybody. Nori at the time. No, I can't even see Nori. 
I can see. No, Lauren could keep that kind of energy through the whole time. Time, dude. Like this, the dude was, dude was doing uh, doing a videotape, hit the chick from the back doing a Dougie, nigga. That's Mm -hmm. pure ignorance, and I can see Cam doing that for real. So that's not, it's not a reach. So like, even when they he said when he um actually auditioned, he came in there with a real nine. Oh it had all the people scared as hell in there as he really brought in a real gun and everything. This is the show. This is him. The like, I'm made to be Rico. So That's they crazy. went through a whole nother. Yeah, so he, he raised the bar. And like I said, too, still one of the greatest doggone. He, he had a, a classic line on that. The Dipstep album. First up. And I ain't even seen the movie yet. And I was like, when he first said it, I was like, what movie is he talking about? And I was like, yeah, oh, see, yeah. He I already saw the movie. movie. So I saw the movie already. When I, then by the time the album came out, and then that's when I was just like, oh, this, that was classic. Mm-hmm. I said, all right, he, he's in his pocket here. He is in his pocket. Yeah, that was definitely a classic guy's line. That was, yeah, it was on a whole other level dip set at that particular point. Right. So yeah, even when Cam ran up on Calvin, it lit him up on the bike and everything. Pass, and then gonna go pass Ace the medallion and say, see, taking care of him, man, taking care of mm-hmm. Some Pan-American cat. Nigga <laughs> you know, know what nationality he was. Nigga just start making up shit. <laughs> yeah. And then another classic. Then it said, wait, whoa, wait, wait. You got 14 bricks right now? 14, 14? I said, oh, I said, right there, I created, I'm like, oh. I said, damn. That's right there with Michigan got this bucket. I'd have pulled my shit out. I said, not, not today, Rico. Not today. I wouldn't trust that nigga at all. When that, so he said that, even when he had the high pitch all mm-hmm. on, I said, nah, nah, not today, Rico. I'd have pulled that nine nah, out. Nah, I said, not today. So homeless dudes acting around that point. Right. There was already the drought going on and everything, too. So, because, you know, Ace wouldn't give up the, um, the, the information to who the connect was. So like, ask that. So ask that. At that particular point, shouldn't, should he have given up the connect? No. Not, not to them. Why not? Nigga, is he stable? But if you trying to get out the if you trying to get out the game, what what does it matter? They kill whole families. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> ah, so they fuck up. They coming. Yes, back to you. they coming for you because you, you introduced them. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Good point. Nah, nigga. Good point. Fuck all that. This <laughs> nah. You can't trust. And as much as I love Mitch, I don't think you could have. Well, I, he would have trust Mitch, but Mitch wasn't in the right frame of mind. Yeah, especially with the whole situation. Yeah. Yeah, so he wasn't even you showing the fuck in the trust. Rico, nigga, please. That's not even an option at all. So, no, no, you, you, the connect is a whole nother world. You have to have a, you know, perfect state of mind to deal with that. Remember when he, um, when Ace went met them for the first time, you know, he had to move in and tread lightly, but then he broke down how Lulu was and they just laughed and said, yeah, that's Lulu, when he mm-hmm. gave him the diamonds. Nigga gave them the, it's like, oh, shit, he gave us the diamonds and the bricks. Whoa, well, what the hell is this? Even though yeah. he did keep some of the, the diamonds, but right. on the flick. He still he had to get back. He ain't had to get back anything. Right. 
but he know he needed the connect situation to keep going. So to show mm -hmm. that some form of loyalty and to get in, you know, good graces with them, he had to bring something to the table. But he knew he was smart enough to keep level headed to, you know, keep these cats in, you know, in check. Cause no, dude, them niggas would have came and took out all their families. Yeah. If you'd have let them um have control of the situation. Everybody eat me. Yeah, so nah, nah. You know, Ace played that perfectly. Even when Ace had um Ryan and Bacan, the freaking Walmart or hood, nigga, he cut the price in half. Yeah. Everybody yeah. was charging a hundred. This nigga dropped that bitch to 50. fifty. Right, wholesale. Yeah, and, and it, niggas out and there delivering shit. in um cereal boxes. Yeah, so now shit going like, yeah, he been more creative. He got shit flowing crazy. So, you know, he was more innovative and more on point. And he, like you said, he kept everything low key. These cats were too flashy and reckless. Mm -hmm. You remember when the um, undercover cops came, ran up on him, looking as obvious as fuck. Right. He said, man, I'm just sitting here trying to build with my mans and stuff, man. I don't, I don't really, I don't know you like that. I don't know you like that. Sound like the feds right now. Yeah, exactly. They call, told him right there you sound like the feds. Just to even let them know, like, nah, man, you wildin'. And then it was even perfect how he, you know, he, you know, he dropped that um, he had um, that to set up Rico that way. So, yeah. so he just make the, the the gracefully to get out. And he already knew what he did mm -hmm. to Mitch, but he kept his cool as the same, which is still, once again, that's why he's was where he's at and why he survived and made it. Kept his cool. Now anybody else would have, you know, been mad, reckless, and tried to take out Rico right then and there. But he's like, nah, that's a strategy. Mm -hmm. So that's why that man's still alive. Turned off, flipped his little money, chilling, minding his business. Like he said, George Jefferson, you gonna be the George Jefferson of the hood. Mm-hmm. Mr. Pip character was also good too. That was like the the daddy in the neighborhood seeing you doing all your bullshit. True. You know what I'm saying? So that character was uh interesting as that that father figure. Yeah, father figure it, basically. Keeping you, you know, keeping you on the clean and narrow. And then once he see, like, you know what? You becoming a man, you gotta make your own decisions, your own your own errors. You live right. Away. Anybody could talk about how fine Miss June was? Who? June. Which one is June? The um yeah. Oh hell yeah. I talked about it earlier. Yeah. Shit. Exactly. You, know, that's, you know that's on the list right there. <laughs> they had Regina they, they they played Regina Hall a little bit, but she had to play the character as far as being a little sister, but yeah. At least, at least, Lee Neal, hell yeah. That's a grown ass woman though, man. That's a shoot. Mm -hmm. She was making that, uh, look like she was making some gin and juice. She was pouring that juice yeah. like old girl on uh, Poetic Justice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they was up in there living it up. Exactly. How many, how many bottles is this? Niggas said 100. 100. God damn. Oh, yeah, man. We, gonna, we got some work to do in here. Mm hmm. And then, like you said, this everything. And I'm like, Kelvin, dumbass, shouldn't even have opened his mouth. Like, your voice is so obvious. Right. 
hey, you 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 have no type of distinguished ass voice. You gonna nigga, you dated his sister, but you got the nerve to say something. Right, nigga, I know it's you. Right, and even without him saying something, you know it's it was going to be him. Like, uh, exactly. I remember the first time I watched it, and I was like, like before he even said something, I was like, it got to be Kel. Dude, the ski mask ain't even really hide his face that well, my nigga. Right. Honestly. That'll like you said, forget the face, you know people body types. You know people body types. Yeah, that big yeah, already had that wide nose, thick ass eyebrows. Nigga, you was obvious. (laughs) That shit was super thin still to show him off. I'm like, dude, you this is dumb. You once again, he had to be like a dumbass. He had to be hands on. Mm -hmm. Well, you could have just hired somebody to do that shit. Yeah. Even I guess like you said, Ace told him, "Yo, just sit back, just collect the money. I'm, you getting paid? I just got other people do the work for you, but you getting paid? Well, see, what fucking more you want? I mean, we 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 all can say that we met people that kind of fit that mold, you know, damn well. I guess it goes to that conversation that we had earlier in regards to uh, trust levels. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know? Right. You know I'm saying so." I, I I guess you want to say like you know, I know a, I know a few Kelvins right now, but mm-hmm. the thing about Kelvin is is you always gotta you always you always, need, you always depend on you regardless. That's their plateau. You your 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 stability is their plateau. It's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. I mean, true. And then I mean, he still was kind of he looking at and then you know he's still looking at Ace as basic as Ace. Not like Ace, that the nigga that's running these streets of Harlem. So he was more um, egotistical in the bigger picture because he think he was he much smarter. It should have been him. Yeah, should have been him. He's like, this should have been me. But he didn't have the right approach to to get yeah, that exactly. Out. So, but. Yeah, anybody that hasn't watched Peyton Full as again, I've seen a few uh, comments and such when I posted it on the, on IG um, saying that they haven't watched it. Even Tony Love hasn't watched it, even though that was his homework assignment. Uh, and that's why he ain't on here today. That's why he ain't dodging. responding while he's on vacation. But if you haven't seen it, must see TV. It's on Netflix. Check it out. Get at it. Let us know how you like it. Shame on you. All right, I'm going to restart it. All right. For all my Texas followers and listeners, if you're looking for any meal services, look up Chef Derica. This is including catering, private dinners, brunches, meal preps, cooking workshops, and pop-up events. Please keep in mind for her delicious meals. If you want to check her out, you can catch her on Instagram at Chef Derica, or you can visit her online at chefderica.com. That's C-H-E-F-D-E-R-R-I-C-K-A.com. Check her out. This episode of the Trovis and Metals podcast is brought to you by the Nola Chuck Wagon. You can find them at 2240 St. Claude Avenue. Check them out for all your catering needs. Um, they're right next door to the Always Lounge. On their menu, they got boiled corn, potatoes, sausage, turkey necks, shrimps, steaks, and their famous lemon garlic sauce with crab meat. Again, that's the Nola Chuck Wagon. Get at them.
there's, no, there's, there's no excuse for the previous time that you has on lapsed. vacation though. You could have put Netflix on your phone and So, so as we mentioned earlier, uh, this movie came out in 2002. In 2020, uh, <laughs> it's a whole lot of time that has passed uh, to see this movie, and I really think you would like it. That's the other part about it. I think you really, really will enjoy this movie. Uh, I, I, I have no negative, you know, feelings towards it. It's just something I've never seen, but you know. <laughs> I will I will get I will get on this. We uh we get back tomorrow um you know, Monday. We just you know the, the wife Wait, has a lot of activities. No, I don't work tomorrow. I don't work tomorrow. Then you ain't got no goddamn excuse. No, no excuses. <laughs> no excuses. No I don't hear shit. Huh. I, I, I will I will sit up there and watching I will put it on Facebook. I will put it <laughs> The hey Tony, you gotta watch that nigga for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't trying to hear nothing. You gotta say that, Raheem Goodell. I'm about yeah. to say, I guarantee you, the character that Tony Love will fall in love with is Money Mitch. Oh no doubt. He is oh. Makai Fiverr. Yo, yeah, and he gonna yeah, then he gonna understand why Makai Fiverr should have won an Oscar. Yeah, so that's 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 my early prediction. He gonna yeah. feel he gonna feel money, Mitch. He gonna think Ace too soft. No, I, don't think he, I know I don't think he'll think Ace is too soft, but it, that definitely would not fit his criteria. But I don't think he'll look at him as soft. because so. he'll love his strategy. No, because he you know why? Because he's gonna love his strategy. Mm. Yeah. He like to play chess, and then that's how. Ace moves. He moved like he was playing chess. He's always several. You just saw he was always several several steps ahead. So he will relate to that. But his ass. That's all I know is you better take a nap out of that drive back home and watch it though. Goddamn it! That's all I know. That's all I ask. I mean, what other movies we got on the list that we gotta get you to watch, man? Tombstone. You still haven't seen well, Tombstone. I, I could I couldn't find uh uh what was that? Baller blocking and uh <laughs> Hey, hey what was we told I you, couldn't find We know that you can't find it. We told you, nigga, you gotta go to eBay, nigga. We get that off cassette, nigga. You gotta you gotta just hunt. I have the list right here, fellas. Calm down. No, it is <laughs> you to go to I told you eBay. You gotta go to eBay to find them two movies. That ain't gonna just be easy to find, and you can you can use your company VHS to go watch it. But other than that, I don't know the tech. Well, oh, and, and about it, I'm about yes. it. Yeah. Oh, it's I'm about it. Yes. <laughs> or was it about it? About it. No, I'm about it. No, it was I'm about it. I'm about it. it. Yeah, the song was about it. About it. I'm about yeah. it. Is the movie. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, the hood joints, yes, that's it. That's all. Man. We ain't even give you no crazy list to have to listen. I mean, to technically, if we, if we want, as far as the podcast, 
it'll probably be a matter of watching Tombstone and uh, Above the Rim before anything else. Like, I'm about it. About I'm seeing Above the Rim. I'm not. Yeah, we we yeah. I'm not gonna get. We're not gonna get on. We were just we just somewhat messing with you. About even though oh even my boy that's from Brooklyn he was talking mad crazy about you. They were like how the that nigga from Brooklyn has <laughs> seen this shit a hundred times. I'm about it. And he like, how the hell are you from there and never heard of it? He was highly disgusted. And that nigga love shoe shine, dude. That's how hard that nigga <laughs> love that boot. <laughs> so Tony can say he, he don't have to watch this nigga shit. <laughs> uh, never heard of it until last week. That's the, the, that can't be yeah. real, bro. Because you heard of, you at least heard songs of the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, I heard. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know it was a part of a soundtrack. He just do. He thought it was just an album. He just really sure thought it was an album, nigga. He did not. I let you know he never looked at the cover because it says soundtrack clearly on. Never, never seen the cover. No, I just heard the song. I'm like, okay, Lord, it's catchy. <laughs> it's catchy. <laughs> <laughs> Got a, nice, got a nice little I, ring to it. All right, I, I failed you, you by, it? I failed you, you by it, leaving it. in '96, dude. I failed you by leaving in '96. I should have stayed to 2000 at least. You'd have known about all of this shit as it is if I'd have stayed. Oh man, <laughs> so I failed you. I failed you on that because I don't know how the hell that's humanly possible. Again, you don't have to watch this nigga shit. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> You can't be from the. You can't be from one of the Freya what top three nigga cities of, in America and not know about this. Oh, you, we can argue. We can debate that. Like, uh, there's only maybe one, two, three, four, maybe six cities that actually have a culture that's like no other. So, yeah, I mean, technically. So he should know. More that. reason for him to know it. <laughs> yes. We're in that. We're in that top. Do I, I said top three? We're in the top three where you have no trip but to know your culture, and especially as unique as ours is. Okay, like I, I, I'll put it like this: for you know, growing up in the you know, you know, early nineties and everything, I was not. I didn't become a fan of of bounce music or New Orleans music until. I think Mystical was the first one. I like, okay, it's finally, we got somebody I like. But mm-hmm. the rest of it, you know, Master P and everything, I thought they were good. I thought they, you know, I, I, I started noticing what, how music, you know, moves the needle. You know, I started paying attention to the money side and the exposure side of it. I'm like, okay, we, we go, we're getting somewhere. It's, you know, they doing their thing. It's not my thing. Like, you know, how, how you feel about, about uh, Nelly, Rashawn? It ain't your mm-hmm. thing, but you know you you you, you, know, you see what he do. you respect it. And that, hey, and that's, hey, hey! I called Nelly though. I knew Nelly was gonna be Nelly. Right. But, but you know, it's, I didn't it's have not my thing. Nelly. And, 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 and I, I didn't respect, but I didn't. I honestly didn't. I heard the songs and everything, but I never knew it was part of a soundtrack. Never knew heard of the movie or anything. Now, see, I, like this, we we we, we like this. Me and Batman are super more shocked about our body. Now, Border Block, we get that. Yeah, one. That, that's you. way left field. That's more gutter gutter. We understand. We that's why we ain't messing with you about that one because that's that was so beyond super low budget. Of like, I don't. Even, we knew that was laundering all the way through. 
Mm-hmm. But I'm about it was like, <laughs> that shit started a whole wave of everything of the city. So it put, you know, it made you look past Bow's music. So, so, so let's do this. So, like, but, when Erica that's, was yeah, on. That's what Mystical did for me, look past that. Yeah. So, when Erica was on earlier, um, we did a, I created a new game as far as how 504 are you? So, to me, I remember I had a young little homie, he from out here in Atlanta. And he was like, you can tell a lot by a person by which one of the Migos they like the best. So I kind of came up with questions based on that. So I'm going to ask you these questions. Like I said, this is a, this is a test dummy run uh, as far as the guess. So, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty straightforward questions. I should know the answer for you. So uh, first question, Saints or Pelicans? New Orleans Saints. Oh, no, I'm spelling it. Okay. Thanks. All right. Seafood boil or seafood gumbo? Uh, damn. That's a tough one. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to have to go with the ball. All right. I was, I was guessing gumbo. Uh, Me too. I was thinking the same thing too. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. I was guessing not gumbo. everybody do not. Not everybody do gumbo right. So that's true. But everybody don't do boil the same either, or do it right. So I I, I rather risk the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Cash money records or no limit records? Cash money. All right. The same thing Erica said. Now the, the extension of that. Who's your favorite hot boy out of the group? Uh, juvenile. I was about to say, I knew that was gonna be juvenile. Mm-hmm. I knew I knew it was gonna say juvenile all day. <laughs> all right, I don't think this one applies to you, but this is like for people uh, outside of the New Orleans area crawfish bisque or crawfish bits. And that's crawfish. bisque. So, yeah, exactly. So, they got. <laughs> The so don't say that last one again. Bits, B I T S. So they got some people in the Louisiana area call it crawfish yeah. bits, and then we have others that call it crawfish bisque, B I S K, not K, Q U E. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm have to say bisque. <laughs> yeah, so that <laughs> right. was kind of a a given. We are yeah. that was a given though. That <laughs> was a given. That let us know that you ain't from nowhere around the city if you saying fucking bits. Right. Like I you know, I, had, I don't I don't eat the shit. I know I know better than that, nigga. So I don't eat nothing. I didn't have full fledged arguments. I'm like, how is it called bits? But they got crab bisque. And oh no, no, no. All right, now I'm done. You ain't got time to argue with fools. Oh, um, I got another one for you. I got another one that to you. What? Uh, pra- pralines or oh, pralines. Pra- right. <laughs> yeah, my, my sister say pralines. My sister-in-law say pralines. I'm like, okay, Really? That's crazy. That's a good one, too, though. He's he right. We just say pecan candy in the flask. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a whole different level. Uh, the last one I had was... Um, New Orleans original daiquiris or daiquiris and creams or other, I guess you could say. 
Uh, yeah, I've already I've always had the uh, New Orleans original. I've never had daiquiris and cream. So they got those like in BR, Lafayette, the Plaza. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. So uh, they have like different, completely different flavors and shit. But you know the original dac, you know the you know New Orleans original dac was coming here to to Dallas soon. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I that better have by the summer. There. It better happen by the summer. That's all. Wait, I like. wait, are they doing Fat Tuesdays or New Orleans original? New Orleans original. original. Okay, because it's the same, the same company, the same people that own that. Yeah, but they said original. They said they're doing that. They said they're doing it all through here. I think here and in Houston. Yeah, because they they got a Fat Tuesdays and um at that uh, Sandestin Resort that we go to every year. Yeah, it's been a it's a, it's a long time overdue. Yeah. So you woke. Katrina welcomes you. <laughs> right. <laughs> Long time overdue. But yeah, man, back to Payful. Yeah, it's, it's we broke that down earlier. It's, it's, it's classic. Like I said, just check it out. I think you were, yes, you you will you definitely, re, you will be very mad at yourself that you didn't watch it, Negro. That's all I'm telling you. But I was mad at myself. I didn't see it in the theater, so. Me too. I was also. But it wasn't that far that I saw it when it left the theaters, though. So I was already on top of it. So, but, ah, great movie, though. So we'll discuss what next movie we'll do. Um, I'm trying to think. 2002, why didn't I see that? That's the same thing I said. Because, you know, yeah, I was, you know, I, I was bumping Jay. Jay-Z, I know Jay-Z producer, right? Dame. Well, him, more Dame. That was more Dame's. It was actually more Dame Dash movie than Jay. Yeah, because, yeah, I did see when, when I looked it up. Uh, I got $1,000 for every bump in your face, nigga. Exactly. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Dame had a quick cameo in it and shit. But, yeah, it was mostly Dame. That was, <clears throat> excuse me, it was Dame Dash's baby. Dame it was Dame Harlem Dallas. shit. So, yeah, that was strictly Harlem. Harlem love right there. So. But yeah, that's uh, more to come. Like I said, shit, he made that. We'll have more Eptide Classics. Um, like I said, we'll have to de- decide whether it be Brother Rim, Tombstone. My vote is Tombstone uh, that we'll bring up next. In, uh, I've seen Above the Rim. Let me let me try something else. Does it, does it have to be a nigga movie? No. I mean, that's what Tombstone, Tombstone and nigga movie. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, you, Tombstone got nigga. It's a, yeah, it's a Western. Yeah. It's, a, it's a Western nigga movie. You know what I mean, yes, it is. <laughs> you damn right it is. You goddamn right it was. Can we, can we do some nice wholesome shit? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Man, all right, what, what wholesome movie you want? We want you want us to review the Nutcracker? Yeah, pull out your ass. No, let me hear this foolery. Let's hear this foolery real quick. What would you like us to speak on? Love Actually or something? I know, I ain't about to love shit. Okay, then. Well, then I want to see how left field you about to go then. Please club. That's a... Nigga, nigga. Oh, my That's God. Nigga, nigga. I want to talk about that. <laughs> if that ain't one of the damn niggers of nigga movies of all time, goddamn. I know I got one. 500 Days of Summer. Oh, that's a good classic, doesn't it? That <laughs> was some duck what the hell dog. Is that? Oh, 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 o
Let me look it up. Let me see if I probably I probably seen it and didn't know what it was. All right. This ain't black. There ain't no niggas in this at all. But it, mm-hmm. but it'll fuck you up. I, I put five hundred. I put five hundred and automatically came up. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Actually. Yeah. Ed Ellis the one made me watch that movie. Yeah. And that, and that just sent me more to the dark side. That's all he did. He just fucked it up for everybody else. I said, see, shouldn't let me see this shit. I'm seeing the actors in it, and it looks familiar. I think I did see this. Tom. Yeah. I think I may have seen this. Yeah. So... Yeah, I might I think I might have seen this. I'll See, now that we talk about movies and stuff, I might be able to finesse and try to get Ed Ellis on here now and say, yo, man, we talking about movies, man. We in your, <laughs> your wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. No excuses. Yeah. I'm going to keep working on that miracle. Who came out with an album this week? Janae Oko. Janae, Janae and... Uh, uh, Meg Stallion, Jada Kiss. Jada. Yeah, J- oh, Jada Kiss. Yeah, I liked uh, I listened a little bit to Jada Kiss. Yeah, Jada's was on point, but, but Janae, oh. Didn't Drake oh, drop, drop two new tracks this week or something like that? Yeah, he did. Yeah. So, speaking of uh, Meg Thee Stallion, so I, I know um, people have been getting a hard time about her with her, with her record deal. Her record deal and her grade point average. Yeah, so there's two levels of that. So with the record deal, what was the grade point average? 2.7. 2.7 at Texas Southern. That's pretty good. <laughs> right. So that's that's two levels of that. One with the record deal. <laughs> Whoever has a great first record deal. So why Nobody. is this even so why is this even in discussion? One. Two, the grade point average is 2.7. The people that's probably talking about it ain't ever been to college and or flunked out. Have the type of schedules that she has, the type of work, like her actual, even to be trying to do school, trying to live a rapper's lifestyle, it's still impressive to me that she even trying. Right. My friend said something about, and like you said, she wasn't, she just is a straight up student, is when you get your degree, guess what they ain't looking at? What's your grade point average is? They don't give a fuck. They just care not care if you got the degree or not. Right. Ain't no you got that piece of paper. You ain't got no job. That you got that piece of paper. Ain't no job in the past twenty years is going through and looking at your damn resume and asking you what's your GPA and looking at your transcript. We got a president that don't even have one. Whole lot. Right. Right. So <laughs> it's it's irrelevant. It's the fact of. Um, that she's putting in the effort, like you said, living the rapper lifestyle, torn and shit, and still at the time the fucking turning on the time is turning do re- doing a research paper or something like that, you know. So, so like, trust um, me, like if she if she had a four guess what? I'm saying, who the hell is writing all of this shit for her? They wouldn't even she, care. They wouldn't even give her no problem. Please get degrees, man. Leave her alone. Right. I know my ass right. ain't got no degree. And I had a higher than 2.7, so. Yeah, so. But, like, the other part about it is, like you said, appreciating the effort. So, for example, with us with the podcast is, I forgot who said it. Somebody I listened to I was, when uh, I was 
coming up trying to figure out how to do this. It was, you need to appreciate the completion of any type of work, whether it's making an album, making a movie, completing a semester in college, whatever it is. The fact that you fucking complete something and put together a project is a fucking achievement in itself. Us doing this podcast is an achievement. We actually doing this. So like the fact that she was able to fucking travel, create, make albums, do features, and then still turning her assignments on time to get a 2.7, they got people that don't do shit and can't get a 2.0. So I think it's it's a salute to her to fucking... Yeah, but like is it once again like this? This is what social media is all about. Just bring people down. Well, hey, let's, let's also include her shaking her ass through all this. You know what I mean? Right. You got to show glory that. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying she's able. She's able to recite her lyrics and make her cheeks dance at one time a piece. So that's and more talent. Crack. So and her, knees, and her knees don't crack. Team, team strong knees. Strong knees. Man, she got <laughs> yeah. titanium knees, nigga. Them knees ain't right. But huh, that height and weight to fucking be able to just do that on a consistent nightly basis. Mm-hmm. And we watching these heifers twelve. We watching heifers blow out knees right now, trying mm-hmm. to compete with her. Hold like, on, baby. Hold on. Yeah, know your role. No knee brace. You know what I'm saying? You don't see her walking gingerly and everything afterwards. She just keep on minding her business. She got them uh, terminated knees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Indestructible. Like she, she need to be a cop. She can probably kick through some doors, nigga, like, hey, ain't no tomorrow. Might need to be careful with her. You don't want to come running up on your ass. Snapping next. Hell yeah. Oh, nigga, oh, you will get snapped. Yeah, oh, yeah, you tread like a jock who's throwing her. Mm-hmm. You will die. <laughs> Rest in peace. So, so who out the yeah. group, who out the group wouldn't smash Megan Thee Stallion? Crickets. Crickets, exactly. I'm about to say. I'm not saying she's one of my favorites, but I ain't saying yeah. no. Right. <laughs> I do think she way too much, way too much makeup though. I'm, I, yeah, I understand that's for the. Uh, that's a she from Texas, man. What you expect? Man? Well, that's a oh, common that's thing. cold. That's cold. Hey, whoa! Am I lying here? No comment. <laughs> Pusha yeah. T <laughs> said on the on the album, I'm selling Avon, so you know the foundation's caked down. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no. Y'all it's stupid. Y'all you y'all and Charles Barkley with San Antonio. Y'all cold, bro. <laughs> hey man, he was not reaching about San Antonio by no shape or form though. So I I'm was sorry. Up, he was uh, upset. I'm, I'm in San Antonio right now. He ain't lying. <laughs> <laughs> He was upset those files. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm like, he was not lying. You know? I mean, he told the truth, man. She ain't tell the truth. She ain't the devil, then, but he ain't she ain't no devil that day. Mm-hmm. That was, that was like, that's why I don't like, I don't know why, anyway, you keep going out there, but I guess. For the Seriously. family. <laughs> family time. <laughs> For the family. <laughs> that's, that's some hell of a sacrifice, dude. Honestly, I, I've been there. Twice, and I said, I ain't never going back. Oh, I, I, yeah, never alone, just with the family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is true. But, um, so, so can I go somewhere with the family? Your family left you this week. Damn right. That's why I got the laptop. 
with laptop at? What laptop at? I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. <laughs> laptop and house party time, baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, as far as this summer though, as far as music, is it ever gonna be the same again? Where like the summer was like the the hot time for like people waiting on album releases, or is that did that way? Uh, I'm done. Cause nobody doesn't even anticipate nobody's albums anymore. Yeah, the commercials gone. Yeah, yeah, the commercial push is gone. It's just not there. Like you know, like you said. Um, you know, like you said, if Janelle Cole was out, uh, what, uh, five, six years ago, it they'd have pushed it more. Yeah. I'm saying her album coming out. Same with Jada. You know, it just popped up on your on your feed. Yeah, you just if you already following them, that's how you find out. Honestly, there's no commercials on TV. There's it, we should we don't have no music platform television shows anymore. You know another thing too. Remember how like back in the day, like um, when somebody else's album was about to come out, you know it's a bunch of features. There's like some yeah. builder mm-hmm. features, I guess. They don't even have that anymore. Yeah, you don't. They don't even drop a single. Most people don't even drop a single anymore. Like, okay, this is a promise that I'm showing you how much music reaches now. Like, okay, Usher did the, um, he did, he dropped a quick um, verse off of the Confessions 3 song. Motherfuckers mm-hmm. automatically assume nigga talking about herpes, but the nigga, the chick clearly saying she had an abortion. She think about having an abortion or keeping a kid, but will you stay with me if I keep the kid? But motherfuckers say, oh, he talked about he had herpes. I'm like, God damn. People don't listen to shit. Don't listen to shit. It's just, they just looking for you to confess to something you don't want to talk about, which you don't have to talk about. That's how bad music is now where people don't really actually listen. That's like um, people got on your boy, the baby, when he slapped that girl for hitting him in the eye with her cell phone. Yeah, I heard about that earlier today. Yeah, she she was super hyped. She just was overhyped and everything. But shit, I'm sorry. You get clocked now with a with a, a phone, and I don't know. Well, what your reaction gonna be? Don't know. And you don't know when a person is running up on you. And this guy has shot somebody at a Walmart. Oh yeah, this ain't no reach. Mm-hmm. For him to slap somebody when he's already shot at somebody, he's knocked somebody out inside of a Louis store before. Shit, it was in the store, I believe. Yeah, it was. This dude bought that action. You you gotta he, he you gotta tread lightly with him. But then people say, oh, he was wrong. Like I said, man, if we had social media in our time, everybody be in jail. Yeah. <laughs> everybody would have been in jail. Tread lightly. Missy said, yeah, Missy said that on. Um, well, she did the interview with um, Deezus and Merrill, and she was like, man, I'm so glad we, we didn't have no social media back then. Because they wouldn't have been able to show nothing. Yeah, especially, uh, yeah, Devontae would have been in jail for what they did <laughs> to them. <laughs> man, Devontae was like threatening like, to shoot somebody every day. Devontae was so beyond paranoid back in those days. Nobody was safe. 
get it. So, you know, so like you said, it's just, nah, music is never going to be, music is never going to get that proper buzz, but then at the same time, it may because of the fall, the, the true fall of how the record industry is coming to an end now. And mm -hmm. once they're completely out the way, I think people will make the music they actually want to make and you just put out, but this is the thing is, you just got to go look for it though. That's the only catch. I think I think it's gonna be like a full cycle. I think I think people people are kind of getting tired of the. I mean, you can kind of see like you know music is starting to become more hands on, live performance now. Mm -hmm. yeah. and that's how so it I was think, at one point. Yeah, you know I'm saying. So I think I personally think probably like what maybe five ten years from now you'll start to see the the trend of. It might not necessarily be like BET or MTV, but you'll see like. Hey, on this YouTube stream, you know, uh, or whatever platform it is, or whatever, they're gonna start, you know, technically or whatever. If you kind of look at it, Joe Button kind of kind of do it a little bit. He really he is. is. He actually and, is. That's a good call. That, that goes not, not only for music but for media. Yeah. You know, all together, because uh, you know, with uh, like with Pat McAfee, you know, he started with, you know, just starting off on YouTube, Come on, let's go to see and now you see. Uh, you see Dan Patrick and Rich Eisen, they what they company dropped him, but you know, they, they got the following to be on that YouTube and have that that following tonight. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's it's more it's more hands on. And then and it's not just with R and B and Papa. I saw you know a little bit with country, you know, they're going back to their grassroots, you know, they they little places with little, you know, hole in the walls and they starting to live stream from there. So it's all across the board, it's becoming hands-on. That's, that's your thing, you gotta develop your following. So like you said, whether it's in concert, depending on what industry you're in, whether it's, you know, doing clubs, doing, you know, festivals or whatever, whatever, you can start there, build that, that backing. And then even if you go to a larger label or if you go to a larger platform, you're just bringing that following with you to add on to what they have to present to you. So yeah, but the way the the industry is just killing itself because they're trying to make every artist sign these stupid three sixty deals, and that's what's killing them. Because now they want to get a piece of their pie from, you know, of course oh, already shit. from, yeah, from yeah, you get any commercials or tour dates, features, anything you make extra money, they get a percentage out of it, and you they hanging themselves for even trying to have the audacity to do that. But but that's been a norm since. Damn it, the 80s, you know what I mean? I mean, well, like, now with the tour, the tour will all be always kind of your own money. Touring was always your own money. So, like, yeah, they never used really to be touring used to be a way that you can make up for your bad. Not getting nothing with record sales. You never got money from the record sales side. You was automatically screwed. It was always the touring side. that you make, make your money off of. That would so, keep people relevant. So, if, if you look at the Tony Braxton deal, right? 1% per record sold, right? I mean, one penny per record sold, right? Mm -hmm. so, so technically, if you kind of look at it from back then and other artists that kind of had the same similar type of situations to now where the percentages are a little bit more different because everything is more streaming and, and content like that or whatever, mm -hmm. I, think, mm -hmm. I think it kind of evens out. I mean, it's, it's not, it might not necessarily look the same, but I think the, I guess you want to say the- Well, the artists are getting screwed with the streaming now because they don't have a legitimate proper pay scale right because right. on the, the streaming the amount so the, the amount that you get is based 
Yeah, the yeah, amount you're getting is, is different off of every site. And does it count for streams per song, streams for total albums, all that good stuff? Yeah, so you're getting so that's why I said there's this that's another way where they're getting screwed is by that and everything. So, but now to sit here and that's why most people are not trying to sign deals. And if they do sign a deal, that's why they get these, you know, five to ten million dollar bonuses now. So it kind of balances out though by you getting that big check. But in the biggest theme scheme, you don't really want that. You want to own your masters. Right. At the end of the day. Because you want that long-term money. Right, because that's another a major piece they're gonna own in you is your masters. Cause you know, these songs being used in commercials and movies and you know, things like that, that's just money they making off of you. You're not even most most artists don't even see a penny of that. So that's why you notice now so many artists are trying to buy their masters now. Mm-hmm. So, and like I said, the only person right now that don't deserve the right to have any um, masters is Mace. You talking about uh, Puffy Mace? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He the only one that don't really technically do. He's robbed Puffy twice by saying, yeah, I'm coming back. Give him a seven-figure advance, and he'll put out no music. <laughs> he did it to 50 also. Got an advance check, never put out no music. But now I'm talking about he won his masters. No, you, you in debt. That's legit debt there when you get money in advance to put out an album that you didn't even put out. But nah, that ain't cool. But my thing is, is you know, get some people got over the label. I mean, the oh, I, I know, knock it. Oh, no doubt. But that it still comes with a price, though. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I ain't somebody not. Gotta, somebody got to pay for it eventually. Right. Okay. He was a van. You know what? He was ahead of the game than everybody to get that type of money back then. But now, things have changed. Now, look what he. Now look how it came back. The karma came back to get him. So all you can say is, hopefully, you manage that money well since all that time. Yeah. You know you hard when you go in the Lord's pockets. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, so that's, I can't, he's, anybody else that can do it and has been doing it, I respect it. There's been a lot of artists lately been able to buy back their, you know, you know, to be able to get all their masters. And that's cool. So, but he's the only one I, I don't feel sorry for that. He's going through what he's going through with Puff and everything. Mm-hmm. So. Wow, Kimba, you just really gonna get robbed like that? And then, oh wow, that's that's what we doing. That well, was good. I must be behind you because I just saw when Stephen Adams missed the free throws. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that was bad. Ugh. But um, but oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, the industry is still coming a long way in everything. It's still got a long ways to go, but it's just now. You got to hunt for music, man. It's not going to be presented to us like it used to be. And that's and that should be the on the the fans. You should be responsible to go and find what you like instead of having it force fed to you. True. Otherwise, well, yeah. it'd be the same shit you listen to over and over. But that's the thing. That's the other thing. Also, when they whenever anybody puts people on the platform, it's all the same type of music. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like oh, when yes, the platform yes, presented, it's always the same shit. 
yeah, so you like you said, it's not giving, you know, all artists a shot. That's just, you know, catch your eye and things. And once again, of course, it's all about who you know mm-hmm. and everything. So it's almost like you 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 gotta catch the attention of some other artists just to say, yo, this artist is really good. Check them out. But you can't even get that. What is the stream the streamline the streamline aspect of it is like, you know, from the from the the user to the radio to the DJ to the club to the you know what I'm saying? Like the, you know, that whole streamline has been messed up due to the change of the game. Right. So yeah. it's kind of so it's kinda of like a thing of, you know, I look at it like this, you know, it's 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 gonna recircle recircle back around because I think people now you now what's just the thing about social media. Not everybody wants experiences now. So concerts, you know, special appearances or whatever, uh, footage, like, like, you know, people go out there and literally try to do their research on artists, you know, based off of their personalities and stuff like that again. So I think the full circle is going to happen. I think, I think we get to the point where uh, anybody getting famous, I mean, it's kind of like dying down now because of, because of, you know, people's mind span or whatever, but, you know, I don't know, like I said, it's getting back to the to the roots again, which is good because yeah. I, but mm-hmm. I will say this now: with depending on certain artists, I'm not gonna lie because they they try to make back up because of the lack of the record sales. Man, some of these concert tickets ain't right though. <laughs> like uh, no. like Joe Scott one recently went to. I got a ticket for seventy five in January, and I heard people were paying like one fifty for Joe Scott like a month out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. Wait, but then again, you are paying for experience. You know what I mean? So, true. But yeah, but like I said, though, like, I mean, I get it. But then, and then plus two, like I said, that's why they're trying to have them in a smaller venues, but want to charge more. You get that bigger cash. But that, yeah, yeah. But they, they get the better sound quality also, too, being in a smaller venue, too. So I get it. Mm hmm. Cause like you know what they got I know they got the Raheem Devine, Leah James and um Avery Sunshine and, um they come in shit uh, I won't say the end of this month but the tickets are running for like from sixty to like one ten and that's I said you know what that's not too bad yeah but I think that um people I don't even, I can't well I ain't I don't even I think I remember the people pricing and um. Jeffrey Osborne was real though. Those prices were real. But they veterans though. Yeah. I know those were the, I think they were starting over a hundred dollars. But but to answer your question for the summer, I think I think veterans can pull that off for the summer. That's it. Because they have their longevity. Yep. Right. That's what they're used to. Yeah. You know I mean? All right, we're coming close to the end. 